0: You're listening to the Angry Mason, building a hot shit podcast brick by brick. I'm your hot shit host, Angry Mason Ryan, and here's my podcast partner, Angry Mason Dan.
1: Ryan, we've got another surprise for the listeners. Once again, we've got an honorary Angry Mason.
0: All the way from the mean streets of West Palm Beach, Florida, it's our honorary angry mason and basketball broadcaster, Jacob! Woo!
1: <laughs>
2: Africa!
0: <laughs> now that's an odd choice for a theme song there, Jacob, uh, that may require some explanation.
2: Nope, none at all, Ryan, none at all. Just like everything in life, no explanation needed, moving along. Or wait, should I actually say something useful right here? Oh, okay. Well, it's interesting that we played that song because I indeed am part African, South African. And that makes uh, me uh, unique or odd for this country. I don't know. But uh, yeah, my mom is actually South African and I've been to South Africa and it's a crazy culture shock. It's beautiful. And um, it... uh, it's got a lot were, of uh, wild animals there. Were Did, you born in South Africa and then you
1: moved here when you were younger? Or your parents are just from South Africa?
2: Your mom? Um, no. Um, I was actually born in Massachusetts. Um, my mom is South African. My dad is American. And my dad uh, went there and bought my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so
0: I, I want to I circle back to one thing you said that... Um, did you say it was odd to be an African-American? Don't be a self-loathing racist, Jacob. Come on.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's from Aww. South Africa, so he's probably used to repressing people, right? That's right. Oh, damn. That's
2: right. That's all we do. We're just like, give me your land, give me your land, give me your land, give me your land. And uh, that's it. Get in jail, Mandela. Oh, he got free. Everybody get out. <laughs>
1: All right, All right well, then that's so, good. All right, yeah. so now the listeners know uh, one thing more about Jake, and that is uh, that he is from from Africa. Yeah, so uh, that's good to know. And I'm I'm loving that uh, song selection there, Little Weezer featuring Weird Al. Uh, that that's a winning selection, Jake. Come on, oh, thank you. That's Weird Al featuring Weezer. Damn it. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could go either way there. I, I guess no, no, no.
2: You can give me the credit. That's fine.
1: <laughs> good work, Jake. <laughs> all right jake well welcome back you are actually i believe correct me if i'm wrong ryan he's the first honorary angry mason to make a return trip that is true that is true
2: so congratulations
1: right now Mm. (laughs) i'm honored
2: you're you're welcome to have me you are very welcome
1: ah indeed it is a privilege so so buckle up jake because you're taking the whole ride as an honorary angry mason and our first stop is going to be a little bit of wacky news Well, you know, guys, we can't start off another edition of Wacky News without visiting Florida and hearing about our favorite Floridaman.
0: They might as well just rename the state of Florida to fucking Wacky Shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a good motto, right? You know, visit Florida, Wacky Shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, it's not always pleasant, wacky things, Ryan. Uh, And um, just recently in Homestead... Uh, A man named Amado Guare, 20 years old, was booked into jail on charges of uh, marijuana possession and possession of drug paraphernalia and also indecent exposure. Uh, It seems that uh, uh, Mr. Guare was uh, on his way to uh, purchase some pornography and along the way became impatient and started masturbating in the public street. You know what? I think this needs to be said. Um, Sometimes... What weed
0: smokers have in common with each other is that they just smoke weed, right? There's no correlation between smoking dope and jacking it outside. I mean, sometimes
1: they overlap. Sure. okay, Of course. <laughs> it's a very small overlap in a Venn diagram there. Uh, you know, weed smokers and public masturbators. Uh, but uh, it didn't turn out so well for this guy. Uh, apparently, he was so horny on his way to buying pornography that uh, he just couldn't wait to get indoors uh, when passing motorists called the police, uh, complaining that the man uh, was exposing himself in public.
2: Well, it's uh, it's something I've said my whole life. I've said this since day one. Never trust Amado Enrique Guare, twenty years old from Homestead, Florida.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is an
2: amazingly
1: specific. Uh, Thing to say to people. Let me that was, you know. I'm, I'm gonna vouch for that because he said that mm-hmm. like four that years right. ago. I'm like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? And, and let, now I know. Thank were you. Were you visited like years ago by a sparkling unicorn who gave you a glimpse
2: into the future? We don't need to talk about that right now. Okay. <laughs> all I have to say is, was I wrong? <laughs> yeah, wow, that's amazing. Right. Oh, all right.
1: You're oh, like an old gypsy woman. <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> All right, I'm well, really let's stick around in Florida, Ryan, and visit another Floridaman. Oh, do we have to? It appears that uh, a man was not getting along so well with his wife, and he had a secret that he was keeping from her, Ryan. Uh, he told her that they would have to keep from having sex until marriage for religious reasons. But on their wedding night, she discovered the truth was he actually has a micro penis. Hmm. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, tough for this guy. Hold on, I
0: I just have to state for the record, that's not the reason I've never been married, okay? Just putting that out there. Just putting (laughs) that all the way out there. Like, several inches of it out
1: there. Yeah, several, at least. (laughs) Apparently, the wife uh, decided that he had lied and tricked her by not informing her of his amazingly tiny penis. And so she decided to share the story on Reddit to get some advice, which is always a great idea. (laughs) Damn. Jake, you're, uh, you're good with that
0: Reddit,
2: aren't you? Um, So when you say a micropenis, do you mean like his penis was as big as a, a microphone or a microscope? You don't mean like tiniest dick in the history of people or mankind, do you?
1: Uh,
0: Micropenis, I think, stands for baby dick.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um, well, actually, if you Google it, uh, it says micropenis is a real diagnosable medical condition. It refers to a penis that's less than 2.8
2: inches long when erect. Yeah. Damn! So, Holy shit! Yes, dude, what an asshole! What a dickhead! Why would he do that to that lady? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like, do they fuck or do they just scissor? <laughs> <laughs> are, is he sure
1: that? Uh, are they sure that he's not actually a woman who just has a very big clitoris? That's not that big. I've seen bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, that was not a woman. <laughs> what? Anyway, oh. uh, apparently the man discovered this conversation on Reddit uh, because you can't hide anything on Reddit uh and is so upset about it that he is uh he, he is now uh, suing his wife. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh no, that's love. what a what a great relationship huh? You start off by just like yeah we can't have sex ever because uh you know whatever and she's like huh and he's like don't worry about that we'll do it one day and then when he's like okay we can finally do it he pulls his pants down and then she's looking at that you know, extremely, extremely small clip and just like, what the fuck do I do with my life? I'm leaving this guy. I'm putting a story up online and he's like, hey, to make this better, I'm going to sue her and make the story however, you know, much bigger uh, than it already is. If you sue her, no one will ever
0: know
1: your name. It Won't be like public court records or something like that. Oh, <laughs> <Oops>.
2: um.
1: <laughs> well. That's exactly what the Einstein did is uh, he said he was terrified that people would work out who it is from that Reddit post. Uh, so instead he decided to sue his wife uh, for, for damages, uh, I suppose. Um, but if they're married, isn't it like his own money? I mean, you would think so. Uh, she wrote in the post, I confronted him last week about intentionally keeping this from me. And he said he was sure I would leave him if I knew about the size prior to the wedding. Uh, and that he wanted to talk before the wedding but feared it being called off because of his micropenis and said if both families found out or gossiped about it, he would be crushed.
2: Dude, I feel like we're all in Billy Madison right now and we're all dumber from having homeless.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I don't know. Do we do we feel bad for this guy at all? I mean, he's, he's got a, a pretty terrible medical condition. Uh, and then I'm, his wife just uh, sort of went and told the whole world about it on Reddit.
2: I'm, I'm kind of mad at him because he made me have to hear this story. That's that guy.
1: He's really brought me down. Yeah. I just, uh, I just want
0: to know where his wife is right now and if she's cute and if she, uh, you know, DTF.
1: <laughs> well, uh, all right. We got such a great start with uh, our first two Florida men stories. Let's go for the trifecta and have a third. Hat trick. <laughs> this one comes from Jacksonville Beach. Uh, where the Jacksonville Beach Police Department was called by some members of the public concerned because a homeless man was walking down the street carrying a snake. Uh, After officers arrived on the scene, uh, they discovered the man carrying a six to eight foot long rattlesnake. And uh, Ryan, he claimed to be an agent of God.
0: You know, I'm not the first to say this, but I have to reiterate it. Religion is like this guy walking around with a snake. If you have a snake, a rattlesnake, that's that's good for you. You keep it to yourself. Don't go fucking waving it around in other people's faces.
1: Well, uh, they they asked the the man to uh, put the uh, throw the snake into the back of their uh, cruiser. Uh, when uh, Florida Fish and Wildlife people uh, showed up to capture the snake and then relocate it to its natural environment, the uh, snake was not harmed.
2: <laughs> yeah, that guy's creepy. That's a creepy guy. He should he should just stay wherever the police put him.
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, I told my cousin, just stay home and post your <laughs> shit on Facebook. But, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, since this guy was in Jacksonville Beach as an agent of God, uh, it turns out in our next story from Crosby, Texas, uh, God actually stole a uh, ambulance, Ryan, right? <laughs> and resulted in a police chase. Why would God need an ambulance? Uh, it turns out uh, uh, Houston police uh, responded to a call of a, uh, a man... Um, uh, smashing mailboxes, uprooting them and screaming in the street. Uh, they called an ambulance to uh, have him sort of committed, maybe get some help for him. He stole the ambulance and drove away. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he's heard over the EMS radio yelling, you little brainwashed expletives. God's got the microphone now. Obey your God or die. So, so did they obey him? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ryan, they deployed uh, spike strips, uh, stopped it and then uh, forcibly arrested him. I mean, first of all, I got to say it's impressive that you steal an ambulance
0: right out from under them. That takes skill or divine intervention. So maybe he is.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's got to be a skill right there if you're going to make off with an ambulance. I mean, that's 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 some balls. A uh, witness said that uh, the, uh, the the uh, thief drove past him uh, and then popped his head out screaming, praise Jesus, brother. Uh, the suspect even slowed down to uh, try to mm-hmm. give the man a fist bump on his way past Oh, uh, you want to take this one, Jake? <laughs> nope. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently God needed an ambulance uh, and, you know, nothing's wrong with a little fist bump on your way by, too.
2: Yeah, if if anybody ever uh, looks up the story and sees that guy's face, yeah, he, he doesn't look anything like a guy who'd steal an ambulance at 3.30 in the morning and lead the police on a chase and scream some shit like that. He doesn't look anything like that at all. He looks like mm. a normal guy. That's it.
0: It's like the the poets have always said that they try to ascend into the
1: heavens and look upon the visage of God and fist bump him. Yes. Give me that dap. Well, you never know, Ryan. Freedom of religion. This guy can worship however he wants, and he just wants to worship in a stolen ambulance. You know, he ab-
0: absolutely should find that guy in Jacksonville Beach, and they should go on the road together and do a tour. I'd mm. buy a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> Who wouldn't? All right, well, uh, our next story uh, comes from Arlington, Texas, Ryan, uh, and it, it's uh, about a guy named Steven Strout, 25 years old, who had never played fantasy football before he joined one of his friends' football leagues. Unfortunately, he came in last place, Ryan. Apparently, when you come in last place in their league, you uh, you have to do a stunt decided by the rest of the league. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. You ever see that show, uh, The League,
2: that was on FX?
1: You know, I've had people tell me to see it many times. Uh, I think you've mentioned it, but I've never gotten around to it. Have you seen uh, it, Jake?
2: Oh, The League. Yes, my favorite. Yes. Yeah, everyone who watches it loves it. <laughs> but yeah, they do
0: this thing where, you know, they have a, a you know, a loser's trophy and they have to do weird shit. But uh, wow, so what did this guy have to do?
1: Well... Apparently no one told him about this, uh, but being a good sport, you know, he went along with it since he had joined the league. Um, He said, quote, uh, it was my first year and I didn't do any kind of studying at first. I just sort of jumped in. Uh, Well, it turns out what he had to do was uh, strip down to a gold Speedo, uh, slather himself in peanut butter and walk around a dog park.
2: (laughs) Ah, ah, Dude, Ah. who was he in? Was he in a a league with his friends or family or complete strangers who hate (laughs) him? (laughs) Uh, apparently is with some friends
1: (laughs) uh, with some high school friends he says what's his name what's his name what's his
2: name hey Steven Stroud get better friends (laughs) right now
1: (laughs) oh my god
2: your friends Uh, hate you (laughs) yeah like most people are like hey I'll get a weird haircut oh I lost the fantasy football league now I gotta have you know a sideways mohawk not Steven Strout. Steven Strout is going to cover himself in peanut butter and then go let dogs lick him. Yeah, that's, dude, nah, nah. My question is, how many of his friends were jacking off while he was doing this? <laughs> Bro.
1: I hope it's none, Ryan. Why do you have to go to these places? Why Why? Why do you be this way? Well, Oh, because I'm, I'm sick in the fucking head. <laughs> Uh, here's what Shroud had to say about it, uh, quote, my uh, strategy was to do it as fast as possible and hope that not many people would see me. A lot of the dog owners just wondered what I was doing. And then when I said I lost a bet, they all laughed. And although Shroud hoped to fulfill the terms of the bet without being seen too much, video of his experience has gone vi- uh, viral. Uh, he says he's learned a valuable lesson. Uh, he says, I will probably play fantasy football again, but probably not with the same guys. Oh,
2: there he goes. He's not that dumb. Do you think the guy from our first story was saying
0: that to himself, too? I just want to get through the successes. I can hope no one sees me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you think the guy with the micro penis? Uh, you think maybe he uh, turned all the lights off and was <laughs> underneath the covers <laughs> that first time on his honeymoon?
2: I don't think that guy understands oh, what sex is or something. I don't know. Like, I don't know how you, you're going to yeah. get married to somebody and be like, yeah, and this will never come up.
1: All right. So keep that in mind, Ryan, if we're ever going to get married. All right, right. So moving on a couple of stories uh, during the run here of angry masons, we have discussed my theory that dogs are plotting to kill their owners.
0: It's well documented so far. So uh, what's your latest piece of evidence? Ryan, to-
1: this next story comes from Berlin, Germany. That's right. This whole plot is worldwide. It's not just limited to one region. This is over the entire world. Dogs plotting to murder their owners. It turns out a German court has ruled that a dog owner is not fit to carry a firearms license after his dog shot him with a rifle. This is why you don't teach your dogs to shoot rifles. <laughs> yeah, just like the one that shot the guy's leg off, right? Uh, yeah. As you can see, this is escalating. First, it was a it was a brake that was turned off in a tractor that crushed a poor farmer. Uh, And then it was a man who had to have his leg amputated because his dog shot him in the leg. Well, Ryan, this time, it was was only a shot to the arm. The only good thing that we can say is that dogs are poor shots. Well, they don't have opposable thumbs, but once they get that, it's over. Well, apparently in 2016, the man was shot in the arm after his dog managed to release the trigger on a loaded rifle that was lying in his car. And the court ruled the hunter couldn't be relied upon because... It must be assumed that he will handle firearms and ammunition carelessly in the future as well. Yeah, he's going to leave them laying around where his dog can find them and murder him.
0: Him and then go up to the watchtower to start peeling some off. Like,
1: pow, pow. It's only a matter of time. Jake, I don't know if we've talked to you about this. Are you a dog or cat guy?
2: Um, unfortunately for you, I am for sure a dog guy. I, uh, I don't want to say too much about cats because to put it nicely kind of think they're the devil
1: you know i jake i always knew there was something <laughs> off about you but you know what we i think we better just go ahead and and,
0: uh, oh, and move on jake so. i just
1: want to let you know
0: that i'm not in on all this you know anti-canite propaganda
2: all right man all right well i'm just gonna back away slowly I'm just going to back away. (laughs) All
1: right, we'll deal with you. We'll deal with you later, Jake. But but for now, we need you alive uh, for our next segment. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about the NBA. You know, that's what I was always singing in my head when that theme was going. So, I mean, it seems pretty obvious. Seems pretty obvious to me. So, Jake, uh, the NBA All Star break just happened. Uh,
2: What'd you think of the big show? Um, I always like it. I I, I know a lot of people kind of like are jaded by uh, the dunk in the three point contest. It's, I mean,. it it, it's not there's not much you can really do with that stuff it's it's pretty cool to watch every year especially the three-point contest holy crap when those guys like get on a run of like nine or ten straight threes awesome the all-star game a lot of alley-oops a lot of this and that and uh you know it's a fun game because uh they they draft um they actually draft their own teams now this year they went with the team
1: captain thing again, and LeBron was one of the captains. Uh, what did you hear about how he how he picked his
2: players? Um, he basically picked his team by picking all the guys who were going to be free agents in the NBA the upcoming season. So he basically uh, did like tampering, not tampering. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, can you blame him, really? I mean, clearly the Lakers are going to need some help. That's right. I don't blame him at all. I would do the same thing. I would be like, if you guys actually want to come back to LA with me, uh, (laughs)
1: like right now, yeah. just don't tell your family where you're moving to.
2: (laughs) That's right. Just sneak on this plane and we're going to put, you know, if, if we need to, we'll put a fake mustache on you and call you Lonzo Paul, you know, (laughs) that's it. You know, he could have used, uh, you know, who looked good on the court with him was Dwayne Wade. That's right, man. That was awesome to see those guys. Um, playing again like actually like like for real like as a basketball fan it's so cool like to watch those guys play whenever they play together it's it's awesome uh, whether it's you know, heat the olympics but seeing him uh, uh wade throw up another alley-oop to lebron was awesome it was a vicious
1: dunk alley-oop that was, it was yeah beautiful. the, the yeah. slow-mo
2: replay is is really cool
1: yeah it, it was it was very nice
2: it was awesome just to have dwayne like to him and and dirk to actually get in the all-star game uh voted in Um, as, like, uh, honorary All-Stars. Really cool.
0: Yeah, weren't weren't they, like, third-team alternates or something like that?
2: Yeah, yeah, they were basically appointed by um, the commissioner of basketball. He just basically said, we're going to honor these guys, they're going to be on the All-Star team, and everybody pretty much celebrated that because everybody likes Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki. And they both actually, like, had some decent plays. Like, Wade had, like, three, four alley-oops. He caught one himself, and Dirk hit three really long three pointers Dirk only played. They were almost half like,
1: courts. They were, Durk, they were a good step back from the
2: three. Yeah. And he's so tall that, the, and he has like a, a really high arcing shot. So it looks like it's just this ridiculously long and tall shot. It was crazy, but he hit all three of them. It was awesome. It was a, it was a really cool moment. Yeah. Those guys can definitely still play. What did you think about
1: that? Uh, dunk by Diallo over Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> Not impressed, huh? It's all right. Sorry, right. right. I'm a big guy. As
0: a, as a filth, as a filthy casual fan myself, like I think the uh, I think the slam dunk contest died in the year 2000, and Vince Carter killed it.
2: Yeah, that's tough yeah. to argue with that. Like I, I I still like the slam dunk contest, but I agree. If you really want to, you know, make this make the slam dunk contest great again,
1: you got to yeah. bring
2: back vince carter today 42 years old and have him in the slam dunk contest again see if he can get up there and do it and if he can't uh, maybe you kill him or maybe he just loses (laughs) i don't know which one but it'd be great to see him and larry bird and uh i don't care who buck williams get him out there too with those ridiculous goggles and just see if you can get a slam dunk or a three-pointer might i
0: humbly suggest harold Miner?
2: yes baby (laughs) jordan that's right
0: Oh my God. I mean, he may need a step stool nowadays, but uh, yeah.
2: not because he's an actual baby. But well, uh, because he's old and he's decrepit.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. Well, Jake, that was not uh, the only uh, old timer back in the news. Uh,
2: good old Tim Donaghy's back That's in the right. news, too. D- Delicious Tim Donaghy, as he's obviously known, uh, back <laughs> in the news, because he was t- I, I, he was saying that he still stands by his remarks that he never actually influenced games that he had bet on i'll say that again he was saying still to this day years and years later that he did not influence games that he himself had bet on and it was also an official a referee in the same game isn't that just well you know tim donaghy that didn't work for pete rose and ain't gonna work for you stop trying to sell
1: that shit it's just human nature. If the man's got thousands of dollars riding on the game and it comes down to a, you know, a, a penalty in the, in the last second, you know, like a foul and, and a couple free throws to win. Uh, of course you're going to call that, you know what mean? Right. I mean? Like anybody would do that. So uh, I mean, it's ludicrous for the man to suggest that it had no out, you know, no influence on the
2: outcome. If the bookie has your family, of course you're going to call that <laughs> foul straight up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, the trade deadline has come and gone and it was a night, it was a pretty busy one. Um, any highlights of it that impressed you or, or maybe made you ask what the hell are you doing?
2: Yeah, there I'll, I'll try to go through a couple of them. Uh, first, because we're, we're down here in South Florida, uh, yeah. the Miami heat traded Tyler Johnson and Wayne Ellington. Um, I liked both those players. Uh, Tyler Johnson was a D league or a G league guy who made it all the way up to the NBA and is making $20 million this season. So in my eyes, even though he's not like the superstar, he's a success story. And I liked him. He was a, he was like a high energy guy. And Wayne Ellington is a really good three pointer who got waived by the Suns. The Suns um, are basically are just, they were looking for a point guard and to get rid of the guy who they traded to the heat. But uh, Wayne Ellington ended up getting uh, signed by the Pistons uh, after he was waived by the Suns and the heat got Brian Anderson, who is, uh, basically like Dirk Nowitzki, but only Dirk Nowitzki right now, who's 40 years old and can't play basketball <laughs> anymore. Um, so that kind of sucks for them, but it's basically a salary move. They just wanted to get some money off their books and they were able to do that. Um, the Raptors got Marcus Gasol in a good old what the hell are you doing moment for the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies decided to have a few of those moments. They just traded away uh, like pretty much their best player in the franchise's history or one of the top two uh players in their history for a backup center a backup guard a guy who wasn't playing well this year and a draft pick five years from now and a second round draft pick five years from now that's pretty awesome huh really great for a (laughs) cornerstone of your nba franchise like literally the scotty pippen of your franchise you traded for some backups and a second round draft pick five years from now fantastic
0: that's Are you calling him the Scotty Pippen because of his uh, playability and his skills or because he's like really ugly?
2: Um, extremely <laughs> horrible to look at. Fuck you, Marcus <laughs> all in your, your ugly Scotty Pippen face.
1: Oh, He's not like he's Eddie George or something. I mean, come on. Oh.
2: Sam Cassell. Yeah, dude. Sam Cassell <laughs> straight up like is proof that Man in Black <laughs> is real. But yeah, he's
0: from Alpha Centauri.
2: Yeah, he's from somewhere that doesn't. I don't know off this world for sure if he's from the moon that's the closest place to you know to to like a real place we know because for sure sam cassell is a bug person but the memphis (laughs) grizzlies also traded a couple guys from their bench Jamichael green and garrett temple for avery bradley they went to the clippers avery bradley going to memphis and another what the hell you guys doing because jemichael uh green and garrett temple are expiring contracts they're not bad players too they can like contribute but they're expiring contracts a lot of teams want you know like rentals for a playoff push and the Clippers sent back avery bradley a guy who's owed money next year who's not playing well not a superstar hey memphis what are you doing well sometimes these trades are just a little bit
1: mysterious to us you got to wonder sometimes if it had to do with somebody passing over an envelope full of cash or something
2: it's very possible, or it's possible that the Memphis Grizzlies organization hates their fans, yeah. and also the Knicks traded Chris Steps Porzingis to the Mavericks. That's like one of the biggest trades because uh, Porzingis is hurt this year, but he has shown signs that he's uh, going to be a superstar in the league. He's seven foot three. He can shoot. He can get to the basket. Um, he can re- he can do a little bit of everything. He's a really really good European basketball player, but he went uh, to The Mavericks, as well as um, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, um, guys who were kind of making too much money, but they were also asked to do too much on the Knicks. So it looked like they just were bad contracts. But when you sign a guy to be like your third best player and then everybody on your team either is injured or leaves and you're kind of asked to be then the first, you know, the, the main guy and you're not really equipped for that. Well, then you're the Miami Heat. So he didn't look that well. But Kristaps Porzingis gets traded to Dallas. He's going to team up with Luka Doncic, who's the man. That guy is ridiculous. If you want to watch anybody who's actually a really good young player, Luka Doncic is 19 years old, was the European League MVP last year. Holy crap, he's really, really good. And he's going to team up with Kristaps Porzingis, uh, hopefully for 10 years. And those guys are going to be fun to watch.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Jake, for your insightful comments into the NBA. Let's uh, go ahead and move on and talk a little bit about Star Trek.
2: Space, the final frontier.
1: (laughs) All right. So uh, recently, Ryan, uh, you know, you and I came across an article from Screen Rant where they are ranking every Star Trek movie made. So I thought, uh, guys, we'd just run through this real quick and see what we think about their ranking.
0: Yes, everyone loves lists. Don't they? Now, hold on. Um, I think it's important to note that they did this because this is the 40th anniversary of the original Mm -hmm. Star Trek The Motion Picture release.
1: Which uh, only succeeds in making me feel very old. Yep, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, uh, yep. And this list of course comes up on the news that, uh, Star Trek four, uh, has been canceled, uh, very recently. Uh, and so, uh, it looks like we may not see another, uh, another edition of, of the most recent JJ Abrams Star Trek crew, unless, uh, unless we get our uh, R rated uh, version that we're hoping for. Let so, Quentin
0: Tarantino yeah, direct, direct. God damn
1: it. Yes. Let him do it. It would be genius. All right. Well, meanwhile, Uh, Starting off here, the list at number 13, Star Trek Nemesis from 2002. I think this one's getting a bad rap. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it
0: wasn't the worst.
1: Well, it was released in Christmas 2002, uh, received very bad reviews, and it ranks as the lowest grossing Star Trek movie ever. In fact, uh, it is blamed for the demise of that Next Generation franchise, and uh, we didn't see another Star Trek until J.J. Abrams' reboot in 2009. Uh, There were much worse Next Generation movies. (laughs) <laughs> i agree yeah i agree uh did you uh see that one jake
2: uh a long time ago yeah i saw it once and then i uh i blocked threw, it out of your mind yeah i don't know what happened after that i went on a <laughs> uh, a psychos you know a, you know a psychotic rage filled uh tirade and mm. uh i woke up at home so i would say it's properly yeah. ranked at number 13 let
0: me guess, you yeah. uh, you stopped watching Star Trek altogether and got a girlfriend and then a wife?
1: <laughs>
2: What's that, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> ah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. uh, the only uh, redeeming quality about that movie was a young Tom Hardy there as the bad guy. I was going to ask I... if
2: that was him. I, because I, I, like, I it for is. real haven't seen that in a long time, but oh my God, he looks ridiculous.
1: But I actually feel this next one at number 12 is a little worse than that one, and it's Star Trek V The Final Frontier from 1989. This is why you don't let Willie Schatz direct. Damn it. (laughs) It is notoriously awful. Uh, Features uh, Spock's long-lost brother, Cybok, uh, which, uh, where is he in Discovery, by the way, Ryan? (laughs) The way they don't talk about him, right? Like, no one wants to talk about him. Yeah,
0: I don't think anyone really wants to admit that this particular installment of the movie franchise exists. Now, one thing... Uh, It is I don't want to, you know slam on William Shatner too much. I mean, sure, he's, like, probably the worst director ever. But,
2: mm. <laughs> and, no, that's not slamming on him too bad. <laughs> yeah, the, there is no going down from that. That's but, rock bottom. Uh,
0: it's interesting, and and I'm not just bringing it up because this is, we're still Black History Month, but he was instrumental in getting the first uh, on-air interracial kiss uh, broadcast. I, I learned this on Drunk History, by the way. Um, nice. Michelle Nichols she was uh, she was actually going to leave the show you know she did it for a year but then she wanted to go into uh, like Broadway, singing, dancing that kind of thing and uh, so she told Gene Roddenberry that she wanted to quit Right, but Gene Roddenberry was like please just take the weekend think it over blah 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 and so <clears throat> coincidentally that weekend she was uh, at a I think it was an NAACP event and Dr. Martin Luther King came up to her and was like, Oh, I love your character. Uhura is like a, a great role model for my kids. Seeing someone of color, uh, you know, in a position of power, it's, it's amazing. I love what you do. She's like, Oh, well, I was thinking of quitting. He was like, Please don't. So, Dr. Martin Luther King is like, Please don't quit your job. She's like, Oh, all right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if it was the next season or the season after that. But there was an episode where Uhura and and Captain Kirk kissed. And so William Shatner and, and Nichelle Nichols are there. They're doing the scene. And they do like 17 takes of, of getting the kiss, right? And the producers, directors are like, all right, we're really running low on time. We need to do one shot where you're not kissing. Because the, the studio is like, no, we can't show an interracial kiss. Blah blah blah. It's like, well, let us, you know, shoot it both ways and see what happens. So they're like, okay. So, 17 shots later of doing the kiss, they're like, okay, we have one uh, time for one more shot. Let's do the not kiss. And so, uh, they lean in close, Nichelle Nichols and William Shatner, and then they both turn and face the camera instead of kissing. And when they turn and face the camera, William Shatner has his eyes crossed. <laughs> so nice. when they're going back and editing it, they're like oh, we can't use this shot. And that is the way the first interracial kiss on television happened. You have to give
1: some props to to William Shatner. All right, so uh, moving on. uh, Number 12 was Star Trek V. We all agree that was terrible. Uh, But then comes uh, the first one, Star Trek The Motion Picture at number 11. Uh, And that's uh, the one I saw, of course, I think on television as a little kid. And uh, it famously is slow, boring, and tedious. It is, but I still think it's
0: better than some of the other movies that are ahead of it on this list.
1: Uh, Jake, have you seen the the original Star Trek The Motion Picture?
2: Yeah, I saw it once. What did you think <laughs> of those uniforms? Uh, they're part of the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> the Avengers yeah, what do you they re- look that fly?
1: What he's referring to, in case no one remembers, is that... Uh, uh, they had a weird uh, design uh, uniform choice for that film. And they're in sort of uh, like onesies uh, and Captain Kirk's insignia sure looks like an a from Avengers uh, in there. And they've got some weird belt buckle things going on. So uh, not sure what was happening. That's a, that's a seventies thing. That's what that was drugs. Jake, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Jake has his theory that that's where they hid their Coke stash. That's right. That's uh, good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, at number ten, we've got Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, uh, in which uh, Leonard Nimoy portrays Spock, and he comes back from the dead.
0: Again, another one I think is rated too low.
1: I agree. I don't think it was that bad, you know. And I, I even like Christopher Lloyd as his hammy uh, evil Klingon. Oh, Christopher
0: Lloyd is my favorite Klingon.
1: I don't. I don't give a oh, fuck. Oh,
0: this was that. I'll one. fight okay. anyone who says otherwise. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember, in... Uh, he tells uh, he kills Kirk's son, uh, and uh, and Kirk sort of slumps and falls down out of the chair, uh, and he's all like, you know, like, oh, you, you killed my son, you damn dirty Klingon, you know, something like that, yeah. right? Uh, and uh, and that it actually had its good moments, it really did. So I think you're right. I think it's rated a little too low, uh, and and one that should be below it, uh, number nine here, Star Trek Insurrection from 1998. Now this is a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> it is, and uh, directed by Jonathan Frakes, I might add. Yeah, this one, it, this one should be at the very bottom of the list. Can you even remember the plot from that movie? Because all I remember is it was trash.
0: Yeah, you remember this is the one where? Oh, I guess they'll call that the Riker maneuver.
1: Bitch, shut the oh, fuck up. Is that where this came from? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was from. That's how poor uh, and how low budget that movie was. Is it really looked like an episode? Oh, it was terrible, just fucking terrible. All right. Well, uh, next on the list at number eight, Star Trek Generations from 1994, uh, and this one's famous, of course, because Picard and Kirk share the screen for the first and only time. Ah, uh, yes, Sir
2: Patty Stew and Willie Shacks. Hey, do you remember when he was a lumberjack in that movie for a minute? <laughs> yeah, he was. What? Was I do. Going
1: on I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he was thinking,
0: "Ah, oh, this will this will distract from my gut." I'm chopping wood. <laughs>
1: uh well, uh that's the one of course where uh we saw the demise of uh of, of James T. Kirk and uh, of course his famous last words were oh my. So a very underwhelming it's demise. Terrible writing. For, terrible. Yeah, writing. just just uh uh it, it wasn't until many years later when uh, uh you know the Last Jedi came out that people were as disappointed with the death of a beloved character. So uh, Star Trek Generations maybe should have been a little lower on the list. But
2: didn't Sulu steal that? Like in real life? Because he's always like, oh Oh my. Yeah, that's right, man. (laughs) That's true.
1: Well, uh, number seven comes uh, the first on our list of the uh, Abrams films, Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, which basically was a blatant remake of uh, The Wrath of Khan. Um, What'd you guys think of that one?
0: I think it... uh... It's rated too low. I think the um, the one that came after that should have been right, ranked right here. You know, what agree. I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely stronger than the third one. And yeah, it had some plot issues uh, and some uh, you know some wacky stuff going on with Khan's blood uh, and a weird choice to make Benedict Cumberbatch be Khan. But uh, I didn't think it was awful. No, um, I, I think, think I don't you think know starts to be number seven underwear kind of you know bumps it up. Nuts. That alone top. <laughs> pop it up into the top five yeah 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 it popped a tent somewhere so number six star trek six the undiscovered country uh which i believe was the last one to feature the entire original cast
0: that is true that is true mm-hmm. it was i think this is right on the mark
1: right in at number six mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and it, it continued with that theme of the best star treks being the even numbered uh at our fifth place uh, comes Star Trek Beyond, which was the most recent one you were just speaking about. Justin Lin took over as, uh, from J.J. Abrams as director, and uh, of course featured a great motorcycle action stunt scene, uh, which is exactly what you think about when you think of Star Trek. Ugh. Next, yeah, I-, I did enjoy some of the stuff with the. Uh, uh, I did enjoy some of the stuff with the space station. I thought that stuff was pretty cool, and the uh, Beastie Boys sabotage. Uh, you know, part of the, I enjoyed that, but overall, uh, yeah, I think you swap places at number seven with the first one. So, uh, number four, uh, Star Trek first contact. And, uh, clearly that is the best of the next generation films.
0: Yeah, I would have this in my top three, but, uh, I mean, close enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, it is ranked the highest of all the next generation films. Uh, it had some good action. Uh, it had some time travel and it had the best part of the next generation series. And that was the Borg absolutely it actually had some action to it um you're, you know there's some some actual you know like dread the first time seeing it and you're like uh,
0: what the fuck's gonna happen
1: it doesn't age that well when you watch it again uh, the special effects are, are you know it's obviously low budget or whatever yeah. but uh they did the best with the money that they had and it was an entertaining story well number three comes the uh, original uh reboot by J.J. Abrams is uh, Star Trek from 2009, and uh, I had to say when this came out, I was a little bit upset because they were recasting. Um, but I knew the other guys, you know, the old actors uh, either were already dead or were too old. Uh, but actually, ended up really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, this would be number
1: two for me. What do you think, Jake?
2: Um, yeah, I liked. I, I remember the the newer uh, Star Treks obviously a lot better because uh, I've seen them more recently. Um, but I did like this one. It was it was a really cool story, and uh, Eric Bana was a uh, was pretty cool in that movie.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I liked it. And I think uh, I think it's a good spot for it right there at number three. I agree with that. All right. So uh, number two, and uh, this is uh, I, I totally agree with the top two here, Ryan. Uh, number two is Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home from nineteen eighty six. You know,
0: I know Star Trek IV gets a lot of the accolades, but for me. I would say top five, but not number two now.
1: I just think that while it's a little bit hokey, uh, just the uh, charisma between the cast and the fun that they had with that film after the darkness of the last couple, uh, I I just really enjoyed it. Uh, And I'll never forget, uh,
2: there'll be whales here, Captain. (laughs) Yeah, they freed Willie in that one. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You didn't. No one knew it was a secret. They, sequel. Ju- they, they, they jumped true. him over the Enterprise, <laughs> and then uh, did you guys ever see that uh, South Park episode where the the whale ended up on the moon and it just like? Oh, oh yeah, that was classic. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Star Trek.
1: Well, of course, at number one, it's no surprise. Uh, not only uh, the strongest of the Star Trek films, but really in, and definitely, at least in the top ten films, my favorite films of all time, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan from 1982. Uh, which featured spoiler um, really a, a fantastic performance by Leonard Nimoy uh, with the death of Spock. Star Trek 2's my shit.
0: I love this fucking movie, <laughs> except for that one scene where the fucking things are crawling in their ears. I still close my eyes to that. That is
1: amazing. It is amazing. And Ricardo Montalban as con, uh, you know, returning from the start uh, the classic episode, space seed, really just a genius script, uh, Excellent action, uh, drama, uh, just just fantastic. Carter Montabon was a fucking
0: pimp. And I heard that he and uh, Willie Schatz didn't really get along. So they were never actually shared a scene together. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this is still the most uh, moving. It's, it's full of pathos, uh, full of action, excitement. Um, definitely by far. My favorite Star Trek movie
1: ever. Jake, uh, what are your feelings on Star Trek Two? Eh. <laughs> oh, Jake, that's very poignant. No, Thank you. I wanted to contribute. <laughs> you know, Jake. First, first it's dogs over cats, and now you're disrespecting Star Trek Two. We're gonna have to rumble, my friend. You know, Ryan, uh, this is actually the second time. That we've gone over a top 10 list on the show. And it seems like there's top 10 lists all over the place these days. You know, Dan, I actually have some thoughts on that.
2: You gotta
0: be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. So, the entire zeitgeist of human experience can be condensed into nonsensical top 10 lists nowadays? That has to be the laziest fucking form of critique I've ever heard of. And yes, this rant is so meta because I'm critiquing those who are given to criticism. Don't get me wrong. Top 10 lists were amusing and entertaining back in 1987 when David Letterman was doing them. But even that got stale as fuck right around 1995. And who the fuck are the people making these lists anyway? What? You get some geeky virgins or virginy geeks into a room, each wearing a list subject and have them slap and tickle each other until only one is left standing with dry britches? It must be, because some of these lists just make no damn sense. And really? That's how you make a living? Are your moms oh so proud that you make shitty little lists all day? Oh, here's my daughter. She's a lawyer. You know on? Oh, and here's my sweet baby boy. He went to school for a fine arts degree and now he makes top ten lists on the internet. He's so smart. How do you put that experience on a resume? Oh, you uh you know that top 10 list of the best starfighters in Star Wars? That was me. Spoiler alert, I put the Millennium Falcon at number 1 even though it's not technically a starfighter. <laughs> uh, and these lists are fucking ubiquitous on the internet. I can prove it by making my own top 10 list of top 10 list makers. Number 10, Watch Mojo. This is a YouTube channel where literally all they do is come up with ridiculous lists. Want to know the top 10 McDonald's menu items exclusively overseas? They have that. Want to know the top 10 X-Men? Yeah, they have that too. Want to know who the top 10 Smurfs are? Well, oddly enough, you'd be out of luck. Number nine, what culture? What culture is a lot like Watch Mojo but with a British accent. To be fair, they actually had some decent top 10 lists like 10 Science Facts You Won't Believe Are True. But they also have lists like 10 Things You Totally miss in Friends, uh, the 90s sitcom. Yeah, great. Number eight, Screen Rant. I swear these people just make shit up as they go along. One of their videos is titled 10 Things About The Meg That Make Absolutely No Sense. I can sum that in a list of three. Beginning, middle, and end. Number seven, Ms. Mojo. It's Mojo, but for the ladies. So if there's a top 10 list for Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec that you're looking for, this is the best place to start. Number six, what culture video games? Video game lists with same British accents. Number five, what culture comics? Comic book lists with the same British and a Scottish accent thrown in here and there. Number four, what culture wrestling? I'll just let you guess what this one is like. Number three, vidiots. The best people from what culture video games left and made their own channel. It's more video game lists with English accents. All right. Number two, UK. I'm starting to sense a theme here. And number one, cultaholic. Actually, these guys are pretty cool because they know that what they're doing is ridiculous and they revel in it. So uh, if you're a pro wrestling fan, uh, check it out. For fuck's sake, the entirety of civilization can't be easily summed up in a list. It's a symptom of our own short-ass attention span. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh well. That's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the Angry Masons.
1: Wow, Ryan. uh, That rant was such a reach that Tom Brady is excited somewhere. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what? They can't all be gems, damn it. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, you know what? You got your anger out, yeah. and that is good for the health of everyone around you.
2: Yeah, you uh, you definitely got that anger out, and Tom Brady is definitely drinking <laughs> the blood of Khan.
1: You don't got to that Khan blood?
2: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
1: All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, Jake, for joining us again today and being our ham of the day. Thanks, guys. Hey. <laughs> and uh everyone, if you want to send your comments about the show or about Jake, you can drop us a line on Facebook.com slash Angry Masons. You can reach us directly at Angry Masons at Cat Lover.com. So Angry Masons love cats. All right. And uh you can reach us on Twitter at Angry Masons. You can download new episodes, soundcloud.com slash Angry Masons, catch us on Spotify, tune in, or on iTunes, and please Give us a good review on iTunes so some more people can discover the amazingness of Angry Masons. And uh, I know you're going to ask me about that intern
0: thing. So, um, hey, Jake, uh, you want to do some work for no money?
2: <laughs> um, I'm By the next time I get back on the show, I'm going to have sponsors. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: so, you know, just check out Jake uh, sponsored by Wet Ones next time. And uh... oh, Jesus, have a
1: good one, everyone. See ya.
0: Suit.